This is episode number 140, which is going to be my second ever solo episode on how to follow through with the promises that you make to yourself. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Nick Carrier's Best You Podcast. My name is Nick Carrier, lifestyle entrepreneur and fitness trainer. My goal is for you to gain more clarity on what the best version of yourself looks like, what the best version of yourself is capable of, and then to give you the tools, tips, and inspiration on how to make that person a reality. Today I give you a, bring, a very special episode because this is my only my second ever solo episode that I'm just recording by myself. It's not an interview, but it's about a topic that I've been studying over the last two and a half years, and it's about the topic that I'm probably most passionate about, and it's about following through with the promises that you make to yourself. This is one of the most important qualities that any of us can be able to learn and develop the skill and practice over and over again every single day, every single week. And I wanna start off today with a quote from Stephen M. R. Covey, who was one of the guests on this podcast on essentially why it's so important to follow through with our promises. And the quote reads like this, the number one behavior that builds trust with other people is to make another person a commitment and keep it, and then make another commitment and keep it. Make, keep, repeat. It's also the fastest way to build trust with ourselves. So guys, it's really important to be able to build a reputation with yourself, to, to build your own self-trust, that you're when you say something that you're gonna do, that you actually follow through and that you keep it. And I think that it's really hard to do that nowadays because we get so much information. There are so many different things that we know we should be doing. We have so much education around what some great steps for our life, great great steps for us that, that we should take. But because we're fed so much information, because we have so much strategy, 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 the execution part of thing, part of things falls behind. So we read a lot of books, we listen to a lot of podcasts, we watch a lot of YouTube videos, we ingest so much information, but then we don't take action on a lot of it. And I love the phrase that's in Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, that common sense isn't always common action or common sense isn't always common practice. We know a lot of things that we should be doing, but we're not doing them for whatever reason. And that's the question that I've that I've obsessed about over the last two and a half years because I've seen myself write down every single day for the last two and a half years on my whiteboard. I write down every single thing that I'm supposed to be doing that day. And then at the end of the day, when I go back and check, I'm like, I didn't do all these things. Why did I not do them? Like I know they're gonna be beneficial. I know I should follow through with them because they're gonna have a positive outcome, but what exactly prevented me from actually falling through with these items? So it was super frustrating, and so that's why I've been trying to figure out over the last two and a half years, what makes me tick? What are the things that I can do to ensure that I maximize the likelihood that I follow through on the things that are on my whiteboard? And I think that following through with your promises is such an important skill because it's translatable to whatever it is that you're trying to do. So at the end of every single interview podcast episode that I have, I ask, Every single guest, what are three things that you can do or three things that you can work on to get closer to the best version of of yourself? And every single person comes up with three things. And whether it's, I need to read more, I need to meditate more, I need to focus on my fitness, I need to focus on my health, I wanna be a better father, mother, husband, wife, I wanna be more present, all these things. In order to do these things, all of them require action. All of them require action steps that you have to follow through with. So essentially, With all those things, a lot of those people probably know the initial action steps that they should take in order to be a better father, in order to meditate more, in order to focus on your fitness, in order to be more present. But it's the follow through. It's like writing the action steps down and then actually 
following through and executing on them, which is going to set them apart, which is why it's so important. Because you, if you take the time to answer that question, three things that I can do or work on to get closer to the best version of myself, you can probably come up with three and you probably know the initial action steps, but it's actually about following through with those commitments. And, and again, it's it can be so frustrating. I know you, some of you guys out there probably write your checklist down, probably write your to-do list down every single day, but then you go back at the end of the day and you realize that you didn't do them and that there's probably been items on there for the last week, the last two weeks, the last month that you keep saying you're gonna do, but for whatever reason you don't follow through with them and that's why I'm here. Imagine being able to write something down on your to-do list one day and knowing that you're gonna follow through with it that day. That's kind of the confidence that I have in myself now. When I write down my to-do list on my whiteboard the night before, I have the confidence that I'm gonna follow through with all of those, if not nine out of 10, if not 99% of those items, I'm gonna follow through with. And it's such an awesome, confident feeling being able to know that you're going to end the next day ahead of where you started that particular day. So let's get right into the actual content of this. And if you are a note taker, this is such an important, episode to take notes on because I'm going to kind of lay out bullet point by bullet point exactly how I follow through with the promises that I make to myself and the exact method on how I actually follow through. So to start off, there's kind of two ideas that I've come up with in order to increase the likelihood of following through with your commitments. And the first one is simply you need to view your commitments differently. You need to shift how you view the things that you do. You need to view them as promises, as commitments, as super high stakes. They are that important. And I'm going to read out another quote by Stephen M. R. Covey. And if you guys don't know who he is, he's the son of Stephen, Dr. Covey, who is the the author of the one of the most famous books in the entire world, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. It's sold over 30 million copies. And he himself is a best-selling author of the book called The Speed of Trust. So again, here's his quote. We need the awareness that these promise to, that these promises to myself are just that. They are promises. They are commitments. It's very easy to just say setting the alarm to get up. That's not a commitment. But when I start to say my word is my bond and integrity is the source of any power I might have, integrity really means we do what we say we're going to do. It means we're aligned. We're congruent. We're authentic. We walk the talk. Honesty, by contrast, is when our words match reality, but integrity is when our reality matches our words. And I absolutely love that last part. Integrity is when our reality matches our words. So it's like, you're going to do what you say you're going to do. And I think that's such a powerful thing. So again, that first big mindset shift is simply view it differently. Don't just view it as like, it's not that big a deal whether or not I get this thing done. View it as a promise. View it as a commitment. Then the second big idea is the method of making your promise. You see, I think a lot of people, so this is where I'm going to really get detailed into different different specific points where there's five different bullet points with sub bullet points as well. So just keep that in mind if you're out there taking notes. Before I dive into it, I think the method of making a promise is so important because I don't, I think a lot of people think they struggle with a lack of discipline when what they struggle with is a lack of clarity of vision. So what I mean by that is they think they struggle with actually being disciplined enough to fall through, but they it's the method that they actually use in order to create the game plan that they want. So they, they, they think they're creating a good game plan, but they're not. There's there's flaws in their game plan that, that set themselves up for failure to not actually follow through. And so that's exactly where I think this is going to be so important for you guys, and I want you to break this down. So the first aspect of the method of making a promise is perspective. 
we need the proper perspective. And what I mean by that is we need a proper amount of time from actually setting the commitment or setting the, the checklist item to actually follow through. And so for me, what that looks like is writing down these things the night before I'm actually going to do them. And the importance of that is we have perspective on two things. We have perspective on our capabilities. The capable, so we, when we set a commitment, a proper amount of time beforehand, we have the proper perspective on what we're actually capable of, what our physical capabilities are, what our mental capabilities are. Like if we're writing our to-do list, then we know whether or not we have the skill or the knowledge to actually follow through with that thing a little bit better and advance noticed rather than right before that particular thing. We might have more confidence in ourselves right beforehand or we might have less confident confidence in ourselves right before an item rather than a day before. So that perspective on your, on your true capa- mental capabilities is important. And then what I, I realized this when I was doing a writing down my workout plan is I have a better perspective on what my capabilities are in terms of working out. And so when I create the game plan, I write a good game plan that I'm, that I'm fully capable of. Like if I'm writing down the speeds that I'm going to run on a treadmill, I write down what I'm actually capable of. I don't write down something that I'm incapable of, something that's far past. I don't write something down that I'm less than capable of because I want to max, maximally improve through that workout. So I have greater perspective on my physical and mental capabilities. The other thing I have better perspective of is my priorities. Like the night beforehand, I have a good perspective on what my priorities should be that next day. Because when you get closer and closer to the commitment that next day, what I find is that we convince ourselves that that's not actually the priority right now. We convince ourselves that the other things acting on us are the priority. We convince ourselves that we have to respond to that email, that we have to answer the phone call, that we have to respond to that text. There are so many things that are competing for our priority that get in the way. But if we set up the game the night before, if we set up the checklist the night before, then we have good sense of what our priorities are. And it's just about the discipline of, of not letting you convince yourself otherwise when you're actually going through the process. And the last thing I want to say on this is if you write it in a proper amount of time the night before. You have proper perspective on your capabilities and your priorities. And because of that, you're going to set up the best game plan for success. So because you have perspective on those things, you're going to increase the the benefit of what your game plan actually is. So you're going to set up a game that you are going to ensure that you end that day better off than actually, than when you started that day. That's what I mean by setting up the best game plan. You're going to increase your likelihood for improvement the next day. So the first one is perspective. The next part of the method is belief. You have to believe that the action step that you're going to take or the checklist item that you're going to write down is going to produce the result that you actually want, right? I mean, that's, it sounds like such a simple concept, but we don't want to, we don't really ask ourselves all that often. Like, is this action step, is this item, on my to-do list going to give me the result that I actually want. And if, because if it's not, then you're not actually going to fall through with it. But if you believe wholeheartedly that it does, and you know what that result is, then you're going to fall through with it. And that's kind of the biggest thing with this belief. So I'm going to break it down into two components real in a, in a second. But real quick is we need to ask ourselves when we write things down as action steps on our to-do list, what's the result that I want from this? We need to be clear on what the end game is, like why we're actually putting that action step down in the first place. So we need to ask ourselves, what's the result that I want from this? 
once you have a little bit more clarity on the result, then ask yourself, is this action step, do I believe this action step is going to get me there? And if the answer is yes, then awesome. If the answer is no, we need to craft a different action step, right? And so our action step needs to have two qualities. It needs to be predictive. And I kind of already talked about that. It needs to be predictive of the outcome that you want. So the action step is going to produce the result that you want. That's what I mean by predictive. And some of these actions, some of these, these terms I've defined, some of these terms have come straight from the four disciplines of execution, which is a Wall Street Journal bestselling book. And I interviewed the author, Chris McChesney. So just want to make sure I put that out there. Some of these terms are directly from that book and directly from the, some of the knowledge that I've, that I've learned and gained. So your action step has to be predictive. It also has to be influenceable. And what I mean by that is you have to be able to directly influence that. And you have to ask yourself the question, I can and am able to actually fall through with this item. And that kind of goes back to your, your capabilities from your perspective. Like if you don't have the capability, if you're not able to actually influence something, then you're not going to be able to do it. And so what I mean by this, let's, let me give you a specific, specific example where if somebody is, let's say they're writing down a goal of, I don't want to drink any alcohol this entire month or over the next six months or something like that. But that person, drinks alcohol already five nights a week and has like a few drinks every single night. It's like, you're not going to be able to influence not drinking for six months straight because you haven't even showed any kind of, you haven't shown that you're willing or able to do anything close to that up to this point in your life. You need to be able to dial something down to being able to be directly influenceable. And actually in a, on a more, on a much more smaller level, a great example of that is just the other day, I was writing down that I was going to text a few people a very specific, or that I was going to text people about something. And I knew this text was going to be kind of a long-winded text and that I was going to need to include a lot of details in it. And just a couple of days ago, I wrote that down and I didn't follow through with it. And I was assessing why didn't I follow through with it? And I remember the day before when I was looking at that checklist item, I was like, I don't know exactly what I'm going to actually text them. Like I know it's going to be a long one to text. I know what it's going to kind of going to be about, but I don't know exactly the words that I'm going to say. And so that is just not quite influenceable enough. My action step before that should have been create the actual text, like spend the time to actually create the text that I'm going to send. That way I can directly influence that more so than actually sending the text. So create the text is kind of the action step prior to actually sending it. That is what's more influenceable. So again, step two is belief and it needs to be predictive and influenceable. Step three is simplicity. And this is all about defining what success actually looks like from that action step or from that item on your to-do list. Because if you don't clearly see what success looks like, it's going to be really hard to actually hit success. Like you're not going to aim or you're not going to hit something that you're not aiming at. And so when you're writing out something on your to-do list, it needs four very specific characteristics. It needs to start with a verb. A verb just inspires action. It, it sparks action. Number two is there needs to be a quantitative measure to it. You need to have some kind of number, some kind of amount of time, some kind of whatever to know exactly how many or how often or how, or how long I should say 
you're going to be doing that particular item. Number three is it needs a qualitative aspect. How well are you going to do that particular item? And I'm going to give it a, a quick example of this in just a second, but the qualitative part is how well am I actually going to do this item? What's this actually going to look like? And then that last part is it needs to be timely. Whenever you're writing down, so this is your daily checklist, you need to make sure that you can have success from that item by the end of the day, not by the end of the week, not by the end of the month. The thing that you write down, success needs to be possible by the end of the day. It needs to be timely. So a great example of this that I think a lot of people struggle with is I think a lot of people have on their to-do list, reply to emails. It's like, what What does that actually mean, reply to emails? Like how many emails? To who are you actually going to send the emails? What's the emails going to actually look like? What's the result that you want from sending those particular emails? All those things are why you're not sending all those emails that you probably should be sending. So if I'm writing this down on my to-do list, I need to write down send emails. So start with a verb. And then I need to to say how many emails am I going to send? Who am I going to actually send them to? What time am I actually going to be sending these emails? And then what's the email actually going to say? What's the qualitative aspect of this email? What details am I going to include in sending it to this person? So again, very specific example. So write down, send emails to John, Jen, to Zach, whoever. Write down the number of people. Write down how much time you're going to be spending on doing that. I'm going to spend 30 minutes to send six emails to these specific people. And you can even write down more specifically what you're going to be sending them. Like, you don't need to take too long. It doesn't need to be too long-winded if you're going to write it out. Like, I'm going to send this email based off of getting this item done based on this project and all these things. So you need that qualitative aspect to it. And that way, reply to emails can be done by the end of the day or be done by the end of the time allotted for this particular thing. Because if you just write reply to emails, you're not giving yourself a definite success measure. Step number four is urgency. Urgency is something that is super important because there are so many things that are acting on us that I talked about earlier. There are so many things competing for our priorities and that, and that need to be done. There needs to, we need to respond to a lot of text messages. We need to respond to emails. We need to listen to phone calls and all these sorts of things. But we need to find a way to make some of the most important things seem urgent for ourselves that we absolutely have to get them done. So for example, a lot of times what I found was not urgent for myself is reading some books or, you know, listening to podcasts or doing some other things that you know were important, you know you needed to do, but for whatever reason they didn't, they just weren't quite urgent. And so the way that we create urgency for ourselves is going to be different for every single person. But for me, when I write down something on my whiteboard, that means it's urgent. That means I absolutely have to get it done. That's something that's just kind of been programmed in my head over the last two and a half years that sparks urgency for me. Another thing that sparks urgency is my Google Calendar. If something is in my Google Calendar, it's going to get done. If it's not there, I can almost assure you if it's not on my calendar, if it's not on my whiteboard, that item ain't getting done. So I need to be very deliberate about ensuring that I write things down on one of those two particular things. And that's where it comes up. That's where urgency is created differently by every single person. And the other thing for me is if I write down, like I have sticky notes, but if I write something down on a sticky note, it's not necessarily going to get done. I've kind of learned that about myself. I think we probably need only one or two places that spark urgency for ourselves. And that could be your checklist, your checklist at work, your checklist on your computer. But I think you can't have too many things that you write things down on. You need a couple of things that spark urgency for yourself. So figure out what that, whatever that is for yourself that 
when you see an item on that particular medium, I'm going to do it. Know that it's like I have to get it done, bar none. It's super high stakes. It's super important. So we've gone through perspective. We've gone through belief. We've gone through simplicity and urgency. And the last part is accountability. You have to check in with yourself on your to-do list. I have to check in with myself on my whiteboard multiple times a day and then every single night. I need to check in with myself and ask myself, did I follow through with this? If yes, you have to check it off. You have to be able to see the result that you did to fuel your belief that your action steps are producing the results that you want. And I learned this from Dr. Jordan Peterson that we have a dopamine incentive reward system. We have to, this is why it's so necessary to set up a game for ourselves, to set up a checklist, to set up a to-do list. Because when we set that up, we're essentially setting up a game, right? And then when we go back and see that we're being successful with our game, when we actually check off those items, we get positive emotion. We get this dopamine hit for ourselves that that fuels our belief that what we're doing is worthwhile, that we're pursuing something worthwhile. And so when you get that positive emotion, you're more likely to repeat that thing, right? Things that immediately produce positive emotion are going to be repeated. Things that immediately produce negative emotion are avoided. So you need to find a way to actually give yourself that dopamine hit in order to fall through with that the next time. And it's just going to spark more action and you build this reputation with yourself. I used that phrase in the beginning. You build a reputation with yourself that when you write something down, you're going to fall through with it. And then the other aspect of accountability is we go through if you fall through with it, but then if you don't follow through with it, you have to ask yourself why. It's This part is super important. This is like the whole idea of you need to learn from your failures. You need to learn when you don't follow through with things. And you essentially, when you don't follow through with something, you need to go through the first four items that I talked about. You need to go through testing your perspective. You need to ask yourself, was I fully capable of doing this thing? Was I fully physically capable of it? Was I fully mentally capable of it? If you weren't, you need to find a way to craft something down on your to-do list that you are fully physically or mentally capable of. And then the second part of that perspective is you need to ask yourself, was it truly a priority? Was it really something that I needed to get done right now? And if you... If you're, the answer is no, then it's not that big of a deal that you didn't fall through with it, but you need to make sure that you're honest with yourself on whether or not it was truly a priority or not. And then that third part we needed to check in on after, or the second part we need to check in on after perspective is our level of belief. Was it truly predictive? Did we wholeheartedly feel like that item was predictive of the outcome that we are looking for? If not, then we need to find an action step that is. Then if it is, you need to dive a little bit deeper and probably go down um, to something that I'm going to touch on here in just a second. The second part of, of that belief is it, was it influenceable? Does, was it something that I could really see myself doing? Was it something that I have, that I am willing and actually capable of doing? And then after the belief comes the simplicity, the, the simplicity aspect of really defining success super tangibly. I think this is where most people really mess up in terms of writing down to do, to the to-do list. When you look at it, if you didn't do it, ask yourself, did I start it with a verb? Was there a quantitative measure? Was there a qualitative measure? And was it timely? Could I get it done by the end of the day or by the end of the week? Because I think a lot of people can have checklists for the week and then a lot of people can have checklists for the day, but you need to make sure that within those items on those two separate checklists that you can actually get those items done and you have a definite measure of success of what success looks like by the end of the week or by the end of the day, depending on what checklist that you're looking at. And then the urgency part, where did I put this down? Did I put it down in a on a medium, on a particular item, on a whiteboard, on a calendar, on uh, my my 
my special to-do list and I put it down somewhere where it creates urgency for myself. It fuels my fire that if it's there, that it has to get done no matter what. Because if it's not, then there are so many different ways that we will lose sight of it. Well, we'll, if we don't have, if we're not constantly engaged with whatever it is that sparks urgency, then it's not going to spark urgency, right? Like if you don't see, if I didn't see my whiteboard a thousand times a day, then that was going, that would lose urgency for, for me. If I didn't look at my calendar multiple times a day, then it would lose urgency for me. You need to constantly have whatever this item is visible to you. So you're constantly engaged with it. So again, if you note takers out there, I want to break down everything one more time, um, to give you a little bit more clarity so you can kind of write these things down. The first big idea is you need to shift the way that you view the things that you do. You need to view them as promises. You need to view them as super high stakes and as a matter of integrity. And then the method of making the promise has these five five subcategories and subcategories within the categories. Number one, you need perspective so that you have proper perspective on your capabilities and your priorities. The second part of the method is belief. You need to be able to say that your action step, you believe that it's going to produce the, re- the result that you want because you believe it's predictive and you believe it's influenceable. And the third part of the method is simplicity. You need to be able to define exactly what success looks like for that item by starting it with a verb, by having a quantitative measure, a qualitative measure, and it being timely. That fourth step of the method is urgency. You have to find a way to put this thing down, this sentence down, this item down on something that makes it urgent for you. It's not just important. It's something you have constant engagement with. It's an item that in your head makes it super high stakes. And the last part is accountability. You just need to make sure that you go back after making the list. Don't just leave the list alone. Like I think a lot of us do that. We find lists that we made a week ago. Like you need constant engagement with yourself. You need to hold yourself accountable. That way you can see kind of the things that that you do fall through with and you can see the reasons that you don't fall through with them. So again, guys, I hope this helps a little bit. I would, I would really encourage you to take notes on this because I, I, I mean, this whole thing is about taking action and if you don't take notes on it the likelihood that you're going to take action is absolutely minimal there's probably no chance that you're going to like you can take some of these principles and think about them and and have them be useful but if you don't take the notes and if you don't apply this stuff immediately like today this week sometime soon then you're probably not going to actually fall through with it so i would really encourage you to take notes so that it has the ability to change your life. Like you're not going to do all these things perfectly immediately, but if you practice them, like I still screw up every single day on, on these things, but it's the things that I try to do as best as possible in order to maximize the likelihood that I follow through because th- that phrase is really important. We're never going to always fall through with hundred percent of the things that we say we should do or that we say we're going to do. But as long as you minimize the gap, between what you do and what you say you're gonna do. That's what's beneficial. And then you just smallly, you just incrementally improve yourself day after day, week after week, month after month, so that you increase the likelihood that you're gonna follow through with it as much as you possibly can. And I wanna finish with a quote by James Clear. If you don't know who James Clear, he's one of the world, if you don't know who he is, he's one of the world's foremost authorities on habits, on habit setting, on behavior, and he's the author of the best-selling book called Atomic Habits, and his quote reads like this, and this is how I'm going to leave you. Every action you take is like a vote for the person you wish to become. Every action you take is like a vote for the person you wish to become. Go out there, take action on this stuff so you can get closer and closer to your best you. You.